Welcome, Prayer Warriors. This is Prayer Warriors 365 Blog Talk Radio. And again, my name is Regina M. Dick, and I'm from Houston, Texas. And we are privileged tonight to have hosting tonight's program from Madoc, Ontario, Canada, John Christopher Sutton on this Wednesday evening, July 16, 2014. Tonight, John is presenting the second part of his two-part series, God's Holy Spirit. John Sutton presents this two-part God's Holy Spirit message for these days. In addition, we're going to be introducing a seven-minute news break by Jay Christie, bringing bringing to light major news events in need of prayers. As true believers, we're all called to prayer. This week, week's message continues as John shares the fact that now more than ever, in these end of end times, we are in need of the direction, teaching, and guidance and power of the Holy Spirit, the part of the Holy Tr- Trinity that is work in our world today, bringing believers in Jesus Christ together for encouragement for his ultimate purpose and plan. Join us as John delivers this powerful message to encourage believers each and every day. And we're going to continue our uh, series on the Holy Spirit. Now, if you remember, last week uh, we were talking about the baptism baptism of the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit uh, soaks and saturates us with his presence. Once we identify that, yes, we believe in what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. Uh, We become born again. We become uh, part of the body Christ. We are part of the blood covenant that Christ made with us. Amen. And we walk in that knowledge and in that reality of walking in the spirit realm, in that blood covenant, and in fellowship with the body of Christ and, of course, the Holy Spirit. We're in fellowship with Christ, with God, with the Holy Spirit, and we have the power of the Holy Spirit within us as we walk. And as we walk, uh, we're walking in a personal relationship with God. This is not a religion. This is not a bunch of do's and don'ts. Uh, This is uh, strictly a personal relationship with God as you're walking your everyday life, you're inviting God to be a part of that life, a bigger part than even you are, because you're allowing him to take control of your life. You're putting him in every decision that you make. And uh, you're walking in his knowledge rather than your own. Amen? And believe me, he knows a heck of a lot more than we do. So we would be happy for him to take control of our lives. And you'd see by doing that how much smoother your life is going to be. Uh, we're part of that trinity, you know, the, the three in one, uh, the, the God, uh, Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, we're part of that, okay? We are part of the body of Christ, and we're walking in that reality, walking in that power. That's what's called the fullness of God in your life, when you're walking in that power. Now, you know, many Christians today do not have that fullness of God. They have a Holy Ghost on the inside, but they never want to let him out. And, uh, you know, so it's time to let the Holy Ghost out and work on your behalf. Amen? 
Amen, Chris. And uh, I welcome my wife, Carol, who just joined in. <laughs> I, I was just listening to you and about, you know, the Holy Spirit being our best friend and about having a personal relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Do you know, he is all wisdom. He's all knowing. And when we have an issue of any kind, we can lay it before him. And he, he can show us the way out of things or the way into things. You know, he wants to be, like, there for us. And mm -hmm. I just had an incident today that I give credit to the Holy Spirit that he enlightened what I was trying to do and showed me a way to work something out. Amen. 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 Well, you know, there's a lot of people, as I mentioned, that are out there uh, that they're, they're born-again believers, but they're not allowing the power of the Holy Spirit to guide their lives. They're not well, allowing God to take control of the reins. I think they think that's too good to be true, Chris. Well, that's true. They're they so, need to be taught. Mm -hmm. But some are not ready for uh, God to be in all areas of their life. That is a big decision true. to make. Amen? That's true. But once you've made it, you're going to see what a wonderful, wonderful decision that you've made. Uh, you know, before they make that, a lot of people are comfortable with their life the way it is. They don't want changes because when the Holy Spirit does move in, he starts changing things. Amen? That's he right. gives you a new insight. He gives you new visions, new wants, new directions in your life. All is new when the Holy Spirit moves in. Some of you can't take that, that are out there, that are listening, maybe. Some of you are thinking, well, you know, I, I, I want to be in control. And that's a, that's a natural human fleshly desire to be in control. But when we're with God and we know God knows infinitely more than we do, we allow him to take control, and then we know that we're going to be okay. No matter what the circumstances are, no matter what we're going through, whether it be good or bad, we're going to be okay because we're allowing God, the Holy Spirit, to take control of our direction and our life. And we can also manipulate the circumstances in our life with the power of the Holy Spirit within us. Amen? Yes. So, you know, there are some that can't handle that yet, but if they really want to walk with God, they're going to want to learn that, and they're going to want what God can give them. Now, if you allow him, he will start changing you. He'll start breaking the old, installing the new, and when he gets you well-soaked, well, then he starts using you to change the world. At first, he changes your outlook, and then your life, and then the world. So look out. The Holy Spirit's going to be using you in a big way. Amen? Amen, and it's an exciting life, too. Mm -hmm. We'll be doing things we never dreamed that we would do. That's right. Be in places we never thought of being. Mm -hmm. Amen, amen. New things come your way. Better things come your way. A new and better job. A new and better friends, even. A new and better thoughts. A wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Praise God. Yes, amen, amen. Everything. That was old is new again with the Lord in you. Because the Lord is in you, the Spirit is in you and on you, or at least it should be if you're a born-again Christian. The power of the Holy Ghost flows through you, and you can change lives because of it. Amen? You are breathing God now, breathing Jesus. Let's take a look at our first uh, Bible reading for the uh, evening. It's in the book of John. 
chapter 21. Well, actually, we don't have to read it. I can explain it to you. Uh, that's uh, what Jesus did was interesting here. He rose from the dead and breathed on his disciples and said, he went like this, he went, receive the Holy Spirit. That was a blowing, by the way. Receive the Holy Spirit. And at that moment, uh, they were uh, converted. Amen? When, when Jesus yeah. said, well, Carol, you know about that. You can explain that a little well, better. Uh, first of all, I'd like to see which verse it is. John 21. I don't really have the verse. Oh, I just kind okay. of made it as a reference. I do remember there. that, though. Mm -hmm. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. And mm -hmm. uh, I also remember, you know, seeing that on TV where people would blow on people. And uh, because the power of God and the anointing was on them so incredibly that when they would blow on people, they'd usually uh, fall right on the, the floor or, Amen. You know, mm -hmm, or be mm -hmm. healed because the power of God was there. Amen. I was at a meeting just last week where the Holy Spirit hit me. Uh, I was praising the Lord, standing up, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit hit me. I flung back into the chair, and as I, I was, had my eyes closed. But as I was flying backwards, I opened my eyes, and the lady in front of me was also experiencing the yeah. same thing. So... Uh, amen. The Holy Spirit is at work. He's touching his uh, children. He's touching the believers. And you know, Chris, that's such an incredible sensation. Not that we should be seeking the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, but I remember one time, well, as a new Christian, you know, I was hungry for God, and my pastor and his wife, they, they laid their, their... We stood in a circle and held hands, and and all of a sudden, I could feel something pushing me to the floor. And no, they, we were holding hands. No one was touching me. It was an invisible force pushing me down. And then a few minutes later, I opened up my eyes, and I was on the couch. But I have no idea how I got there. Mm -hmm. But that was like a, that was a supernatural experience, something that can never happen in the natural realm. And it just blew me away. It, it made me want to seek God all the more because I knew his power was real because I felt something that I couldn't see or touch or taste or anything. It was just there. Amen, amen. Like our friend in the chat room says here, he says uh, uh, he forgot the man's name, but he was at a meeting where the man just waved his arms and the holy fire came upon the audience. Just amazing. That's God, ladies and gentlemen. That's God, saints. Amen. He's powerful. And he'll bless his children. He'll bless us as we follow him, as we uh, do his bidding. He will bless us because when we follow him, blessings follow us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Before the death of Jesus, the Holy Spirit could not enter man's body, but it took the blood covenant to deal with the sin issue in order to sanctify man's body so the Holy Spirit could live in it once again. We had it in the beginning when Adam and Eve walked in the Garden of Eden, but when Adam and Eve lost that, then we had to gain it back somehow. Amen? Yeah. Christ gained it back for us with his death on the cross. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The last time, uh, as I just mentioned, uh, Adam and Eve walked the earth, and yes, the Holy Spirit uh, you know, dwelt among them. God's presence dwelt among them. But when Adam lost the Spirit, the Spirit couldn't come again until Jesus paid that price. Amen. So the price has now been paid, and if you are a believer, you're born again. You have received all that was taken away from you. All that was lost 
is found again through the shedding of Christ's blood. Amen? Amen, Chris. Yes, you're back in the family of God. Amen. God now lives in you. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives in me, and I must keep it clean. He's got a lot of room in there, let me tell you. <laughs> yes, you got to realize that you now have an obligation to live in a godly way. you got to think godly thoughts. Read godly books like the Bible. Eh? Listen to godly music. Live a godly life in every way possible to you. And do not let the temptation of the world drag you down because you can't afford to lose your salvation. Amen? Amen. Because every time we hook up with the world of the flesh, we're hooking up with a little bit of sin there. And so now that you're God's property, uh, you know, he's yours and, uh, and you are his. And, and he's your personal counselor. Let's go to our next Bible reading. 1 Corinthians, Carol, chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagan, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them all. Amen. Well, the Holy Spirit gives gifts. Saints, amen. He gives amen. gifts to his children. There are different types of gifts, of course. The gifts of the Spirit are, are given according to the need of the individual. Now, these gifts... There are a lot of gifts, and, and uh, some people have natural gifts. They're called natural gifts, but they're really not natural. They're gifts from God that he gave you at birth. Amen? Yeah. The Holy Spirit equips you to do the job that God wants you to do with the gifts he gives you. Whatever you are called for, he provides for. Whatever God demands from you, he supplies. When God tells you to do something, be rest assured that he has given you the proper provision to get the job done. The Holy Spirit equips you for the job. He wants you to do the job, and he wants you to do it right. So we've got to give you the equipment to do it. He equips you with the talents and the gifts and power you need to do the job he has you doing. You know, he impels you with a gift, or maybe more than one gift, he gives you what you need to get the job done. That is his function for you, so you can do what he needs you to do for him. Amen? Amen. Now, as I mentioned before, there are many gifts that are available from the Holy Spirit. You know, he imparts these gifts to whoever, whatever is needed at the time, you know, for that particular person. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's take a look at some of the gifts that we're talking about here, okay? These gifts include the gift of wisdom, and Carol, uh, let me know if I've missed any here. Gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge. But let's talk about knowledge and wisdom for a moment. Of course, we gain knowledge by the reading of the Word. We gain godly knowledge by the reading of the Word, amen? And that gives us godly wisdom, amen? 
that also builds another one of the gifts God gives us, and that is God's faith in us. We build our faith by the knowledge and the wisdom we gain by reading of the Word, by studying His Word and following His direction. Other gifts also God can give us are gifts of healing, gifts of miracles, of prophecy, the discerning of spirits, speaking in different types of tongues, and the interpretation of those tongues. Those are also gifts. But these gifts come from the same Spirit of God. He dishes out the gifts to individuals as he determines. The Holy Spirit decides who gets what and when. Amen? That's right. But, you know, we've got to be very careful with God's gifts. So we must not promote the acts of God above God himself. In other words, if you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you, never go around using it and proclaiming your own name. Look what I have done. Or look, mm -hmm. look what I can do. No, 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 no. None of that. It's what God can do and God has done. Look what God has done in my life. Amen? Amen. So we give all the glory to God. Nothing is kept for ourselves except for what God gives us. He'll give us our blessings. He'll give us our, our rewards. You know, some people try to mimic the gifts, like tongues, for example. Uh, they're so hungry for a gift that they rush into it, and then it, 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 and it ends up just being them. You know, this That's is something... Yes. This is something that the Holy Spirit, in, we're talking about, let's, okay, the gift of tongues. This is something the Holy Spirit imparts to the believer once we accept Christ into our life. The Holy Spirit enters us, and tongues is a gift. It edifies the Spirit of God. What tongues is, it's a form of prayer. You see, our own carnal, fleshly minds can only think to a certain degree. So when we're in prayer, the Holy Spirit may want us to pray for something that we don't know or we're not going to pray about, so the Holy Spirit takes over and the gift of tongues is in place. Amen? Amen. Now, tongues can be a different language that's on the earth, but it also can be a godly language. Amen? Right. Mm -hmm. So if you've ever heard it spoken in church, then you'll also hear an interpretation of what the word means. You tongues publicly, it yeah. must come with an interpretation. Yes, that's right. Amen, amen, amen. So you don't want to rush into anything like that. It's a gift from the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will bring it upon you when it's needed. Amen. It happened to me the first time I broke out into tongues. I was in prayer in a car, in the back seat of a car, going to a meeting. I mentioned this on a previous show of one of mine earlier in, in the season. Um, and as I was praying in, uh, in English, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit took over and I started speaking in tongues and the, the, uh, the revelation came from the lady in the front seat. I was actually speaking in Hebrew, although I didn't know it because I can't speak another language other than English other than, unless God uh, creates it out of me. But I was speaking in Hebrew and the lady turned to me and said, I didn't know you could speak Hebrew. And I said, well, I can't. It's the, it's the Holy Spirit. And I said, I didn't know what I was saying. So I asked her, I said, do you speak Hebrew? She said, fluently. I said, what am I saying? And she told me that I was praising the Lord and saying that the time is near, 
that God was coming back soon for his children. And to keep praying, keep pressing, don't give up, because the time is near. Amen. Praise Amen. God. And you know, Chris, the, a lot of people, I think they struggle to receive tongues. And uh, I believe God wants uh, people to have this gift. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think it's some complicated thing where everybody's got to lay hands on you and pray for you. And really, the way I received the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues, I was in my garden hoeing the weeds, and I just asked God, could I have this? Is it possible for me to have this? And I could just hear these strange words in my mind, and I just started to say them, and it just grew from there. Amen, amen. So you've got to be patient for your gift. Pray about it. If you want it, you pray about it. If you pray about it, it will come. The Bible says the gift shall follow the believer. Amen. Mm -hmm. But you know what? A lot of people uh, think they need to know that you must take it by faith. It's not by feeling or some great uh, spiritual experience. It, I took mine by faith, mm -hmm. and I haven't let go of it. Mm -hmm. Here's something interesting, too, and Jesus spoke about this. Don't go seeking out the gifts that Jesus had. A, a very important thing to say is to seek out the signs. And we can find that out. Let's turn now to the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 1 through 6. Carol, if you would, please. The Pharisees and the Sadducees came to Jesus and tested him by asking him to show them a sign from heaven. He replied, when evening comes, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, today it will be stormy, for the sky is red and overcast. For you know how to interpret the appearance of the sky. But you cannot interpret the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation looks for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Jesus then left them and went away. When, when they went across the lake, the disciples forgot to take bread. Be careful, Jesus said to them. Be on guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Amen. Well, the gift of the Spirit is there when we need them. Jesus breathed on the disciples and received the Holy Spirit. So let God impart the Spirit in you. Your gift will come, so don't go looking for it. You will receive the infilling and energizing power of the Holy Spirit. And if you already have that, then you nurture it, you make it grow, you read and study about it more, and you start walking in it, so it becomes a part of your day, everyday life. Amen? Amen. When the Holy Spirit manifests, it reveals Christ in you. It reveals who Christ is. The baptism of the Holy Spirit shows you that Jesus is alive now. Remember to praise Christ for the gifts of the Holy Spirit, not the Spirit, not the person with the gift or gift, but Jesus Christ and only Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Now, we have to remember to pursue the Holy Ghost, not for the sake of the Holy Ghost, but for the sake of Christ. We must not desire the gifts for personal gain. No, no, we must desire the gifts to bring about God's kingdom on earth. Amen? We're, because we are the new generation of Christ's disciples, 
And the gift that we are to edify, which is Jesus, we're to edify Jesus Christ with those gifts that God gives us. He lives today, and he lives in each one of us. So why don't we try and let him out more often? And so we can pray for Christ to come through us. Amen? So remember to keep Christ in your heart and study every day because, uh, you know, the more we study, the more we uh, walk in that spirit realm and within in the power, the more we're going to be in operation and working for Christ. Amen.